Hey everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen, and as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you taking my podcast, I appreciate it, and welcome. Uh, man, I recorded this yesterday. This should have been up already, but when I looked at the footage, it was grainy, it looked weird, it was off kilter, so I had to redo it, and here I am. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning. It's March 1st, and uh, this is episode 325. But as usual, let me just start off with my milestone. For those who don't know, I have a ten, we have a 10-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And as it's been like the last few weeks, I, all I can say is I, I'm really proud of him, man. He's doing, doing really well. Uh, he's enjoying school. Like I said before, he's off one of his medications, and uh, he seems to be doing pretty well, man, pretty well. Uh, we're still dealing with a little bit of sensitivity from, from time to time, and I know it's because his medicine wears off when he gets home from school. But uh, I'm just I'm just trying to get better at um, being patient and letting him know how I feel. Like this, this past weekend, he had a homework assignment where he had to take um, – he had to bring home this little stuffed animal – Call him Whopper, and um, what you're supposed to do is write down all the things you did that weekend and include Whopper in it. And he doesn't like the assignment. Most kids don't like it. He doesn't like writing. He feels like it's going to take a long time. And I told him, like, look, let's just take notes. So on Friday, we took a few notes. We did this. Saturday, we took notes again. I go, so when we sit down and do this, it won't take long. We don't have to think of everything. We just wrote it all down beforehand, and all we have to do is take our notes and put them in, put them into sentences. And you know, he was didn't really care for that too much, but it came down to write the little essay. And the handwriting was messy. I can tell he had an attitude, and this is where I struggle. I don't want him to hate me or be mad at me, so a lot of times I'll let it slide because I, I I don't want him to be upset. I don't want him to get mad at me, but. I'm getting better at, look, I have to be a parent. Like, if he gets mad, he gets mad. I, I have to get over that. And I told him, I go, look, man, the, the way you're writing is very sloppy. You're not taking your time. Your body language, the way you're acting right now, you don't have a good attitude towards this assignment. And what's going to happen is it's, gonna, it's just going to take longer and longer to get done because you put this mental block up that you can't do it. You don't want to do it. It's going to take too long. And he started to cry a little bit, and I asked him, I go, hey, why why are you crying, man? Like, What's going on? He said I hurt his feelings because I told him he didn't want to do it, and I broke it down. I go, your, your handwriting is very sloppy. You're writing very fast. The, the, way you're, the way you're standing and the way you're acting right now is all telling me that you don't want to do this assignment. Am I wrong on that? And he really couldn't say anything. But he got it together, and we knocked it out, and he was so happy with himself. He realized that it didn't take that long. When when his mom came home, he came running over to the door like, look how much I wrote. I wrote all of this. It was almost an entire page, and before it would just be three or four sentences. So I, I think he's seeing the benefits of, of, of planning things out, taking notes, and he's seeing that he's a good writer. And I, and I tell him that all the time. Hey, man, you're very creative. You're a great writer. Mom is a good writer. When I really try uh, and apply myself. I'm a decent writer. I go, so you have it in you. I was like, so to tell yourself that you can't write, it's not true. 
We, we just don't want to take the time out to do it because we want to get back to what we're doing, which is playing on the computer. And I, I'm just realizing, like, I just, I just have to have those conversations. They don't have to be loud. They don't have to be aggressive at, at all. I, I can I can have those conversations with, with with him, and if he gets upset, he just he just gets upset. He he needs to hear it. He needs to take his time. He needs to care about what he's doing. He needs to uh yeah he needs to really give a hundred percent effort when it comes to uh his 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 assignments. I tell him, man, you can sit there for eight hours and do stuff on Minecraft. We can we can do this. We can take twenty thirty minutes out of our day, and uh, actually do a good job with our homework assignment. And uh, yeah, he he's seeing, he's seeing what taking your time and preparation actually uh, can accomplish, and that makes him feel good. Makes him feel good. He loves to accomplish something. He loves to finish it. But the idea of of doing it is just a lot for him. And that's that's the biggest thing for a lot of people. A lot of us have a lot of great ideas, but sometimes taking that first step or that second or third step is 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 what's the hardest part. And then continue to take those steps, because we we all want cool stuff. We all want to be successful. We all want to do things that we love. We would all love to make money doing things that we love, and not and not have it feel like a job. But the thing is, at some point, it it's, it has to. <laughs> it, it has to. Do you have to put work into it? You know, like I say this all the time. Like when you see people at the gym, you'll see somebody in great shape, man, woman, whoever. And you'll see them lifting like light weights and stuff. You're like, damn, how does motherfucker got a six pack and all they doing is curling these 15 pound dumbbells or they doing these light leg extensions. They only doing this and they got all these muscles. They so ripped up. That's because they, they put in all the work. And maybe that day was just some type of little, Hey, I, didn't, I just need a little maintenance workout. I just need something to get the, the blood going today. But we can't look at that workout and go, man, that's all I got to that's all you got to do to get to there. No, they've already done all the other hard shit. They got their diet down. They know exactly what they need to do when they when they want to, uh, you know, get cut up or if they want to uh, they want to add more muscle. You can tell that by just looking at them, but we we can't we can't just look at them do a, a little uh, a little, you know, Maintenance workout and go, man, they got it easy, man. That's all they got to do. I got to do this. Again, they put all that work in beforehand. Um, yesterday was my wife's birthday, and I want to say happy birthday to her, man. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I, I can't I can't believe uh, <laughs> that uh, we've been together for this long, man. I mean, she was what twenty five when we met. And and here we are, man. In our in our mid forties, it's it's crazy, man. And uh, I just want to say happy birthday to her. Uh, she's the best wife, partner, friend I could have. Uh, she's always been there for me. Uh, she's always truthful. She's hardworking. She's fine as shit. Um, she's she's everything you could ask for. And I told her this, man. Like a, a few days ago, I was I was writing. And listening to some '90s uh, East Coast hip hop Spotify playlist, and because I, I, I was trying to write about my childhood and growing up and stuff like that, and all these songs started to bring back all these memories about just growing up, being a teenager, the summertime, and all this kind of stuff. And I remember as a young man just wanting to have a fine ass girlfriend or wife, 
because I thought like that would give people that would get people's respect. If I had a bad chick, people would respect me. They would think I was cool. They would think I was this. I, I, I thought it was like a a, a a symbol of like my status and who I was, and I just thought it would be automatic respect. So, uh, when I joined the military, I uh, I used to uh, get this magazine called King. I don't know if you are familiar with it, but it's, it was basically like the black version of Maxim. And they would have all these video vixens and women and the photo shoots and stuff. Just a bunch of fine women in these video, in these uh, magazines. And I remember cutting some of them out and put them in, put it, putting them in my notebook right in the front going, if I work hard at this school, if I do well in the military, I'll get a good job and I'll be able to get a woman that looks something like this, that looks just like this. I just wanted me a fine chocolate ass woman. That's all I wanted. And, um, so I'm I'm sitting there, you know, I'm writing this stuff, I'm listening to the music, my mind is just playing all this stuff, uh, all these memories are popping up, all these old feelings and 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 and, and uh I'm scrolling through my phone, just just trying to jog my memory, and I come across this three sixty video my wife and I uh made uh, a couple of weeks ago at the black uh symposium in Soiree. And it's one of the few videos of myself that I don't hate. Cause I don't like looking at myself and I'm watching this 360 video, man. Her and I are laughing. I don't dislike how I look. I go, man, you don't look bad, man. Look at you, man. And I look at my wife, man. And I just see how fine she is. She's having a great time. We're having a great time. And it hit me. And I, it, and look, I knew this. I knew my wife was very pretty that I, I had a, a, a great spouse, but for some reason at that moment, I don't, I don't know if it was a music that really, put me back in that mind in that mind space or that head space but i just started fucking crying man i was just like yo you did that shit man look at you you went from this fucking nerdy ass kid from your neighborhood none of the girls liked you you were so insecure you didn't like yourself you, you thought women didn't like you and here you are man 20 years later and you have a absolutely unbelievably gorgeous wife who was extremely smart she's diligent she's hardworking. she's truthful she's a great mom and yeah i mean all that just it just hit me all at once and i was i was just done man i just started fucking bawling my eyes out just thinking about that like I, i'd never really give myself credit for for anything i feel like i haven't accomplished anything i, I haven't done anything everybody has more than me but like the more I actually like just stop comparing and looking at the outside world and actually look at the things I've done in my life, I have accomplished some things and I haven't accomplished everything that I wanted to, but I, it hit me. I did. I got the girl. I got the, I got the girl. I, I got exactly what I am, um, what I was seeking out to, to get. And it's, and, it, and it's so funny because it's not like, I was not like, I just need to have a fine-ass wife. I want a trophy wife. It just naturally happened. It just naturally happened. I got a fine wife with all these great qualities, and she loves me. I, I just I don't know if if I went back to 17-year-old me and was like, hey, man, this is going to be your wife. I don't know if I would even believe it. Like, that's how low my confidence was at 17. I don't know. But uh, happy birthday to her. Uh, yes, it's been a long road, and, and I'm, I'm very, very thankful to have such a great spouse, man.
and a great mom. So yeah, just just very lucky to be in a relationship where she wants to uh, work on things. She she sees potential in me, and she she stuck it out and she's she's been there for me through some pretty tough times when some people probably would have left. So I, I have to I have to give it to her, man. Shout out to to Bot. I love you and and happy birthday. And here's the many more. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna move on from the the, the uh, <laughs> emotional stuff. So, y'all know who Ice Spice is? This is rapper. Look, allegedly, allegedly she's dating Pete Davidson. I don't know what's in this man's penis, but women love this male Ellie McBeal-looking motherfucker. I, I don't get it. But look, more power to him. This dude, he's not even 30 yet, and he's had some, some, he's had some great ones. <laughs> I'll say that. Pete Davidson has had a great time, but I, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't understand what women see in this dude. Like if it was more of a, a, a traditional Hollywood leading man type and Idris, John Winters, uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, this one I don't get either, but Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, uh, John Stamos. I, I, I get that. But I mean, Pete Davidson. I mean, he just looks like a dude that he works at the, a, a Foot Locker, and then whenever black customers come in, he put on a black scent or some shit like that. Yo, dog, we got the new. He—that's what he seems like. But hey, I, I don't know, ladies. Can, can you tell me what what it is about Pete Davidson? Is it you, you think he can change him? Does he seem sad? Does he seem like he needs a hug? I mean, it's either, it's either, yeah, I feel like you can fix him or this motherfucker has the biggest dick in the world. No clue. But shout out to Pete <laughs> for doing his thing. Uh, and speaking of other weird-ass white dudes, I'm pretty sure you've seen the, the story. Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, one of the most boring fucking cartoons of all time, comic cartoons of all time. Uh, he's been successful for a long ass time. I, I can't, I can't take it away. I can't take that away from him, man. But uh, he's uh, being canceled now because uh, <laughs> he said some racist shit. He basically, he's one of these. It's okay to be white people. He's another self-loathing white dude who feels like uh, if everybody doesn't agree with him, then everybody is against him. And the thing is with him, he was answering some poll, asking, "Hey." Is this statement, is it okay to be white? Like, is that fine? And I want to say like 50, 53% of black people was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. That's fine. And then about 21% wasn't sure. And I want to say without another 22, 23% was like, nah, I'm not cool with that. So initially 53% of people were like, yeah, that's cool. But we all know it's so that whole it's okay to be white. It's tied to white nationalism. It's tied to all that fucking white supremacist shit. That's why I'm guessing the 21% of people are like, no, nah, I'm not cool with that shit. And the other 21 to 23% were like, I'm not sure because they needed context. So if you took that 21% and was like, hey, we're just saying this statement, it's okay to be white. With, outside of anything else, would that be okay? If that's the case, he would have had 70, almost 75% of black people saying, I'm cool with that. And another 21 going, I'm not cool with that. That's 75%. That's a big 
majority of people and he still he called us a hate group because not everybody agreed that it was okay to say it's okay to be white but yeah this dude would tell you <laughs> america is not a racist place but yeah we're the ones that are racist because we don't agree with everything that he says this this is this is very very typical very very typical now I didn't know much about this dude. So I was like, you know what? Maybe this shit was taken out of context. Let me let me do some research. And a guy like this, who's somebody who in the past who's even said he's not really typically very uh, political. He doesn't really subscribe to one party. This was him maybe 10, 15 years ago. Then he was kind of cool with Hillary for a minute, said something nice about ALC. And then when Trump came on board, all of a sudden it was like, I like his talent. A guy, and all of a sudden, he's doing all this right wing shit. I had a friend like that. You go, they went from being apolitical, not really caring about anything, kind of holding everybody accountable for their bullshit. And then Trump shows up, and all of a sudden, an ugly head rears up, and all of a sudden, what he's what he's what he has to say sounds very very appealing. Uh, again, I had a friend like this, somebody I knew him for known for years, stayed at the house many a times, came to a lot of our shows, spent a lot of time with this person. Same thing, did not really care about politics. Trump came aboard and all of a sudden uh, they started going down this w- weird right wing wormhole. And next thing you know, pff, we are having a, w- the weirdest conversations and I had to cut this person off. I feel like he's he's the same kind of same kind of guy. This was kind of like, hey, I'm cool with all the political shit and then they got older and they just started feeling sorry for themselves. They started watching all this shit on the internet. They started, like I said, going down this little right wing wormhole. And next thing you know, they're the victim and now they're saying racist shit. And then when something happens to them, they want to cry victim. So this guy, again, just another rich dude out of touch. And he just, he just, he even said like, Hey, can you, I'm sick of watching videos of black, of of black people beating up non-blacks. That's because that's what your algorithm is. That's what you want to see. You want to see black people beating up white people. So you it can you can justify the shit you're saying. And it, it's just so funny to me how people like this, they totally ignore all the shit that things that people that look like them like like them do. Just totally ignore it. White dudes walking in the classroom shooting shit up. I mean, randomly shoot, shooting up uh uh gatherings, walking into uh, Jim shooting it up, a grocery store shooting it up. He's not sick of seeing that. At least he doesn't state that he's sick of seeing it, but he's sick of seeing white people get beat up on the internet. And look, I'm not condoning this shit. I'm not saying that it's okay. But there's a lot of people doing a lot of shit on the internet. And for you to pick out this specifically, that just tells me that's what you're doing. You're sitting around watching this and telling yourself, look at these people, look what they're doing to us, and ignoring white men walking into classrooms and killing children. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're the hate group because we don't agree with everything that he says. And these same people, when you don't agree with them, they go, that's, 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 that's not fair to you look at me like th- that way. The moment you don't, you, they don't agree with you. They say you hate this country. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. Now, to move to the other side of the spectrum, um, 
we had Deion Sanders kind of get into some hot water about some statements he said uh, he made uh, on the Rich Eisen show. And I want to ask people this. Uh, hold on. I should have had this ready. Daily. All right. All right. I think I found it. Here we go. Found it. So. And I want to ask this. Are we being too sensitive? Are people upset because this was mixed company? Are we mad about him leaving the HBCU? So here's the statement. So uh, Dion was on Rich Eisen's show a couple of days ago, and he said this. He says when he's recruiting a quarterback, he looks for a two-parent household, a 3.5 GPA and leadership skills. But when he's recruiting for a, de- a defensive end, he prefers an athlete from a single-parent home, barely making it, free lunch, who was hungry to get their mom out of poverty. Now, again, are we being too sensitive about this? Drewski had a, had a sketch about this, and it was funny. Now, is it funny because it's true and to see it, but to see it in real life, it's kind of weird and gross. Or again, let me ask the question. Are we just being sensitive because he was a mixed company because he left the HBCU? If he said this while he was a coach of Jackson State, would would we still be upset? If he did this on, say, uh, the drunk champs or he did it on Breakfast Club, would it have just been funny? And look, I I get it. When you get to a certain level of um, responsibility or a certain position, as much as you might think it sucks, all of a sudden certain jokes and comments are automatically off the table. You're in a you're in a position of power now. And look, I, I have no ties to football. I never played football. I, I've never lost any opportunities uh, because of stuff like this, but. I mean, according to what I've been watching, this is a real thing where, like, they would rather pick uh, some kid who fits the description of a quarterback, you know, like he was saying, the two-parent home. Like, the GPA thing, totally agree. That should be across the board. But just because somebody doesn't come from a, a traditional home doesn't mean they can be a good quarterback. And the thing is, I get what he's saying. That's why I kind of think – I think it's funny, but people are upset, and I just, I just want to know – is are we being overly sensitive about it? I mean, do y'all? I, I guess y'all feel people feel because now he he left Jackson State and he's at Colorado now, Colorado University. Now he's he's now become like these white coaches. He's saying the things that these white coaches have said about uh about black players for years. So I mean, how do y'all feel about it? I um. I think people are being overly sensitive. I also think what he uh, what he's saying does happen. I, I think is I think it's fucked up. Um, I I can't be mad at him again. I I I don't have enough ties to to the sport to be up uh, to be really mad at him. I can see why people are upset. Um, but yeah, I, I just uh, <laughs> it's just there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of stuff going on racially right now. He did leave the school. I, I think I think a lot of people are just being a little bit uh, overly sensitive about it. Uh, it will be interesting to hear what y'all have to say. Um, I'll have to – I'm going to ask some of my friends who are involved in football 
at, in some levels. I got friends who coach uh, at the high school level, and uh, it will be interesting to see uh, what they have hear what they have to say about this situation. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's fucked up, but it's funny. And again, why are we mad? Are we mad at the situation? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like Dion is one of those dudes like uh, he could really do no wrong in our community. I thought people really fuck with Dion, but again, it just shows you where, where we are right now as a society, man. You say one thing, and the people who loved you the five minutes ago they they fucking they hate your guts. Uh, I, I, I um, man, it's just weird now that after kind of talking it out, talking it out out loud. It's a very odd statement. I, I think it's funny, but it would be, again, very interesting to hear people's uh, more insight as to what specifically they're mad about. Look, so all of this sounds, I, I, I can see it happening, man. They they want to pick motherfucking Johnny America. His, his dad is, is a, uh, I don't know, some fucking executive his mom is some hot blonde woman they got a nice house i don't know man i i i get it there's that that there's that american story that people like to tell where you got fucking blake connors whose dad owns a car dealership is the is the, is the high school quarterback and the, the mom is the head of the pta and and she she runs all the zumba classes in town and she's got fucking big titties i, I mean I, I i get it i i i get how that's uh that's a better story and that's what that's what America is used to, and yeah, I could, I could definitely see that coming into play in a, in a lot of areas where you you feel like they gotta have a, a a white young quarterback with you know I just again don't have any ties. It, it, it will be I don't know, man. This this is a weird one for me. I feel like people are being sensitive, but I, there's some there's some valid reasons to be upset. I don't know. I'm really conflicted on this. I don't think Dion's a bad dude. I always feel like uh, Dion would have the uh, the interests of black people uh, in mind. I don't think Dion has ever really set out to hurt black folks intentionally. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's just weird being in the spotlight, man. You, you, everything you say is just scrutinized to the nth degree. Just uh, not a not a fun way to live, live. It seems like, but classic Dion. He he's not gonna explain himself to anybody. He he gets results. He's a winner. That guy's a, a one of the best best athletes I've ever seen in my life. And that dude's ego is through the roof. He don't give a fuck what the people have to say. And I think as long as he's putting great players on the field and they win, everybody's gonna stop complaining. And I, I think people just need to get over the fact that he left the school, man. You know, it, it's his life. Yes, it would have been nice if he stayed, but hey. It wasn't in the cards for him. But, um, yeah, what people have gotten mad at Jackson State Coach Prime for saying this versus Colorado University Coach Prime. I think it's an interesting question. Uh, with that being said, there's a show. That's a show. I'll be in D.C. this weekend. Uh, check it out. It should be. I'll have it in the show notes, the link to the show. Uh, I'm doing a Bad and Cage comedy. My man Kevin Seafried is at the Kelly's Irish Pub. In Northwest, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's true. Let me take a, a quick look here. I had all this shit up yesterday, man. I'm, I'm uh, I had to redo this again. Yes, Kelly's Irish Pub. Let 
man, of course, of course, when I need to find a link, I can't find the link. That's exactly how that goes, folks. Oh, is that it? This is the link. Yes. Kelly's Irish Times. F Street Northwest, D.C., 8 o'clock. Batten Cage Comedy. I'm closing it out. Going to be dope. Uh, yeah, follow me on all things social media at Chris Allen Comedy. And do not forget to like and subscribe. I'm out. Peace.